Publisher Podcast, episode 86. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode. I am Alexa Bigworth, your host, and y'all, I recorded this episode so long ago I had to go back and re-listen to it, and I'm so glad I did because this was hands down one of the most fun interviews uh, I've done in a while. So Sean is a an accomplished film and stage performer. He's been acting since he was six. And in this interview, we talk about his book, The Power to Speak Naked, How to Speak with Confidence, Communicate Effectively, and Win Your Audience. But we talk about so much in this interview. We cover uh, speaking so that you can build your confidence and your messaging and connecting more with your audience through your messaging, as well as as uh, the difference between self-publishing and traditional publishing and why he did both with his book um, along with his book launch and marketing tips and speaking stuff and all kinds of stuff. It's just a it's a power packed episode that will also make you giggle. And don't worry, even though it's titled Power to Speak Naked with Sean Tyler Foley, it actually requires no nakedness. So no worries there. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Publisher Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been, and I felt what you're feeling, and I don't want to get in your way. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Publisher Podcast. I'm Alexa Bigwarf, your host, and I am really excited to bring you our first ever uh, celebrity to the show. Welcome, Sean Tyler Foley. Do you go by Sean Tyler or? Oh, if you want to impress my mom and my agent, yeah, Sean Tyler, but it's a mouthful. So my wife calls me Tyler. You you have permission to do the same. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Just, just don't go by Sean because I don't know who that is. Okay, sounds perfect. No Sean's in the house, only Tyler's. All right. Well, you know, first of all, you all may have noticed the deeper tone voice. Yes, this is one of our our few men that we have on the podcast from time to time, which is always fun because men are out there doing great, wonderful things in the promotion and marketing world as well. Um, but he has also he's also an actor. He's been in some shows. If you're my age, you've probably seen some movies, Jason versus Freddie. I don't know, or Freddie versus Jason. Sorry, got that backwards. Door to door, Carrie and the musical Ragtime, which is a little bit different than those others. So <laughs> when did you, when did you start acting? I was uh, six years old, actually, the first time I was on stage and it's been a vocation, a profession and uh, uh a hobby for the last uh, 35, 37 years. It's uh, yeah, it's something that I, I really, truly enjoy. Actually, my daughter does it too. When you and I are done with this interview today, I actually have to take her up to set. She's in the middle of filming a commercial right now. She was on set yesterday and then she's on set today as well. So uh, it's it's an exciting family business now. That's a lot of fun. My daughter, who is 10, wants to, among other things, among also being a firefighter and a cop and a singer, she also wants to be an actress. And one of my friends was like, you should you should have her get into like stunt acting. Then she could be the firefighter, the cop and the <laughs> so much fun. So but but that's not all you do. Acting has been a obviously probably a huge highlight to your life. But you're also um, per your bio passionate about helping others 
take the stage confidently um, and impact an audience with their stories, which really is a big piece of what we do through the Women in Publishing Summit, through our podcast, is really to help people understand the importance of of their words and the impact of our words or our stories on others. So I think that's really cool. And really the reason that you're here today, because you're currently the managing director of Total Buy-In and author of the number one best-selling book, The Power to Speak Naked, which I think is one of the best titles I have ever seen. Um, Are you actually going and speaking naked? (laughs) Uh, So funny story about that. Um, Yes, but no. So uh, I think it's a fantastic title too. So thank you so much. And um, my cover artist, Lorraine Shelba, did an incredible job bringing kind of my vision to life with with the cover. Um, Unfortunately, because she did such a good job bringing my vision to life for the cover, I'm actually banned from advertising the book on uh, Facebook and Amazon because of breaching their, uh, their policy on nudity. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I I unfortunately can't advertise traditionally, which is one of the tribulations uh, with with promoting my book. But um, I actually did do one presentation of uh, Power to Speak Naked Naked for charity, and it came about because I wouldn't normally do that. That's not part of the, the speaker fee when you bookshop <laughs> Tyler Foley. Tyler does not take his clothes off, but I was uh, doing one of my own events and little kind of 45 minute uh, introduction um, uh, talk. And uh, this guy in the back kept heckling me. Hey, naked guy, take off all your clothes. And I was like, um, no, sir, that's, that's a different venue, different show. <laughs> And that ticket is a lot more than what you have paid to be here today, sir. And he wouldn't leave me alone. And, you know, I've been in performance for, you know, decades. And I'm used to being able to handle and disarm hecklers. And this guy just wouldn't stop. Like sometimes, you know, the strategy is to ignore them. Sometimes they just want the attention. So you interact with them and then pivot. Um, And sometimes you have security remove them. But uh, in this case, the guy, he just was relentless. So I was like, listen. This is what I will do. If you are really that eager to see me naked, I will do it. But it's going to cost a whole bunch because I'm going to have to get a whole bunch of permitting. (laughs) And I want a commitment from everybody here today. And we had like two to 300 people in the audience that day. Said, I want everybody here to agree that they are going to pay for this ticket. And if everybody agrees to pay for the ticket, I will come and redo this talk and we will donate all of the proceeds to two of my favorite charities here. So it'll be a charity event. You guys will apparently get to see me naked and we'll just redo this talk. And sure enough, everybody agreed to do it. Wow. Which like blew my mind. I think the charity component sold it because nobody wants to see Tyler naked. I promise you. <laughs> Even my wife, I'm, I'm, I'm a nudist at heart. I will wander around the house without my clothes on. She's like, honey, close. please stop. Please. Now. <laughs> So the fact that this audience was willing to pay a, a decent sum of money for the ticket um, to raise money for the charity was was really quite something. And and we were able to, you know, go and do the ticket after. And when I went and did it, I, I'm comfortable in my birthday suit. I have I had no problem doing it. Um, I think the audience was more uncomfortable with it. So after about five minutes and having proved my point <laughs> that, you know, if you are truly confident in your message, you can do it anywhere doing anything um, that I, I, 
I relieved them of their discomfort by standing behind the podium for the rest of the time, which is completely and totally counter to my instruction. It was the right. worst thing that I had to do because <laughs> I was like, normally I wouldn't do this. I don't believe in podiums, but you all feel like you need this. So that's what we did. <laughs> a perfect example of being able to read the room, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. Things, the things we do for our fans or hecklers in that case. <laughs> um, so so let's talk about the book. What is the what is the power to speak naked all about? Uh really it's about finding your inner confidence through your message mm-hmm. and uh, understanding what it means to be authentic. For me, authenticity is synonymous with self-awareness. So a good portion of the book is dedicated to helping people really truly discover who they actually are as opposed to who they want to be. And I find it amazing that when you can find comfort in who you are, what you've done and where you've been, as opposed to this future casting, all of the doors that open up and how your message really starts to impact people because you've been there, done that, as opposed to I'm trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. And um, and so the book is really uh, about unlocking our stories, um, discovering who we are, and then finding confidence through competence. And competence actually has a legal definition, adequately qualified, suitably trained with sufficient experience to perform the task with minimal or no supervision. And if you are living and breathing, you are adequately qualified to speak on stage. So it's the other two portions that we need to to really work on. Uh, Suitably trained, finding mentors and tutors who can get you to a position where you can tell your message confidently, and then sufficient experience, finding those opportunities. And they are everywhere, Mm -hmm. absolutely everywhere, where you can talk about your story. Uh, give your message to the people who truly need to hear it. And and we work on how to do that and tips and tricks on on finding your voice within the stage. That's really good. I know there's a lot of, of authors in our community who are self-help coaches. Um, they are, you know, fall in the nonfiction field, the transformational nonfiction, all of those places where speaking really is business owners and entrepreneurs speaking really is a, a key part of their of their journey forward. So um, that sounds like a, a great tool. Now, you mentioned in your notes that you've been self-published and uh, traditionally published. Which way did this book go? Uh, both. So oh. I originally self-published the book back in 2019. And um, it was really a, a fun journey to do. And then when I, I did it specifically so that I could get onto some bigger stages, one mm-hmm. of the promoters that I work with said that uh, he wanted to work with me, but couldn't find a slot on my stage or on his stage until I had a book that he could offer, at, you know, at back-end sales um, to complement my training course, which we would have sold from stage. And so there was a real impetus for me to get a book out there so that I had a thing. And uh, so originally I self-published it. And then at one of the workshops that I was speaking at, and I always give my book out for free as a, you know, publicity and, and almost like a business card, really. Uh, a traditional publisher uh, picked it up more specifically was given it by one of the attendees and uh, that was on his team. And uh, David at Morgan James reached out to me and said, you know, I'm interested in publishing uh, this. Would you, would you be interested in, in going the traditional route? And um, you know, the idea of being able to walk into a bookstore 
and pick up my book as opposed to sending everybody to Jeff Bezos' site to pick mm-hmm. it up mm-hmm. uh, was really, <laughs> really, really appealing to me, uh, particularly to have it internationally. Yeah. And so to be able to have sales in the UK, um, to have sales in Australia, to have Asian sales, that was um, that was a big thrill for me to be able to get there. So yeah, I did both with this book. Yeah, I I think that's really cool. And you said a few things that I want to unpack here. First of all, I'm really glad that you said that you were um, turned down from speaking events until you had a book, because that's what I've been telling authors or business owners for a long time. (laughs) So I'm glad to hear that validated, that it really does make a difference. Um, In your case, probably because you were selling a course, so you really need that extra um, expert ticket there. But the second thing you said that I think is really important for people to listen to is the importance of giving out their book at events. If it's not, you know, a lot of times people think they're going to these speaking events so that they can sell books. And maybe that happens later on down the road, but I, I'm I'm in agreement with you that sometimes you have to give to receive. And in your case, a huge receive uh, yeah. receipt from that. So that was cool. And then the third piece is, Those are the things right there that you just said that do make a big difference being traditionally published with a medium to large size. Some of the small indie publishers can't, don't have the same, um, same things, but the medium to large uh, with getting it internationally, um, really solidly internationally, not just available through Ingram Spark internationally. And then the the bookstore piece is obviously easier. So I just wanted to highlight those three things because those are important. Uh, I am a huge fan of self-publishing books. I've self-published numerous of them. I, I help people self-publish their books. I think there's a time and a place, but the thing 10 years into this industry, I realize now is that there certainly are some major advantages to being published by especially a large publisher who has those connections and things. So let's talk marketing because the biggest (laughs) question I have is certainly as, as an actor, you must have some connections um, Mm -hmm. as, as someone who's been building a business and is in this and is speaking, like you've already got some level of platform. Did it help you with this book? Um, Again, yes. And no, Uh, Mm -hmm. all the connections are great, but you, the book still has to speak for itself. And until people know a, who you are and b what you're doing, you have to give them a compelling reason why. And so a lot of the marketing, especially because, you know, like uh, as much as I've been in film and television and as, as, as extensive as my resume is, it's the font is very small now to get everything into one page. (laughs) Um, The uh, you know, people like, you know, your audience listening to publisher right now uh, didn't know who I was probably when, when you introduced me and that into itself, you know, I have to, I have to kind of do the, the really have the good PR push, mm-hmm. you know, actor, author, um, even the number one best-selling tag has, you know, I always, I always laugh because as somebody who's in publishing, you can understand and appreciate the first time I hit number one was number one in my category in <laughs> Amazon. And it was with 13 sales. So but yes, <laughs> Amazon sent me the badge. And I was like, well, way to go Tyler and <laughs> you know and then but and because I didn't feel good about that then I really wanted to kind of push some of those and get you know a proper number one right. or in the top 10 of just Amazon period um for the which is actually again not as difficult as I think people think it was 
Um, and I tried doing a couple of different things. So I tried, um, doing that, you know, the launch team, you get your friends mm-hmm. and your family together and tell them to buy three books or gift it out, or try to run up the Kindle instead of the, the paperback and all, all of those things. And nothing was working. And then, um, I was speaking at a conference. Now I was lucky because this conference had about 6,000 people in it. And uh, what what I did was it was in the States because I'm Canadian. So this was a thing that I could only do being in the U.S. Uh, there is a wonderful, wonderful uh, website uh, called bookshop.org. Yes. And I mean, yes, I, I love that site more than, than I can ever express. I plug them every chance I get. And what I did was um, you can register as an affiliate with them. Mm-hmm. So when you when you promote books, you have, you can use an affiliate code and actually get a commission selling off of that site. Further, they're going to connect your readers with their local book retailer. So not only are you distributing your sales that are being tracked, um, in a, in a way that some of the big seller lists like to see, um, but you're also doing a little bit of social good because, you know, Jeff just flew himself to space in a phallic shaped rocket. He doesn't need more money, but your local book retailer is probably struggling. So to be able to connect them and get them the sale, plus bookshop.org actually sells titles for a little bit cheaper than what they retail for. Mm -hmm. So everybody is winning when you direct them through bookshop.org. And they ship just so that people know, you know, you don't have to go physically to your local bookstore. You can order it and they'll ship it right to your door, just like Amazon. Yeah, usually (laughs) for the same uh, as you're going to get from the other online retailers. So it's just to be able to essentially double dip because I was getting my royalties um, from my publisher. Plus, I was getting my commission from bookshop.org. So I was actually making more. Uh, because I'd lost that, right? When I when I went the traditional route, I lost being able to have the really nice big paycheck with royalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I went from I think it was what sixty five or seventy percent with with Jeff to down to um, I think I think with my agreement, I'm getting twenty percent. Mm-hmm. And so well, to be able that's to, still pretty high compared to a lot yeah. of traditionally published authors. So good for you. <laughs> well, I, I'm a good negotiator, and, and <laughs> I the the work was done with the book. They didn't yeah, have that's to do true. A lot. That's a good point. So, good. and I'd already it it had a bit of a tested track record, so I was able to to talk it in. Um, but you know, to be able to to do that, so what I did was I put up a code, uh, QR code, when I was speaking. And I was like, for anybody who's interested, yes, I have the book. And we do have copies at the back table. If anybody wants to buy a physical copy right now, uh, you know, we're selling it for $20. But you go to bookshop.org right now, you can get it for $16 and you can get it, um, you know, you can help a local book retailer. And I would really, I think it would be better if we could help out the bookstores versus helping me out. So anybody who's interested in getting it right now, we have a limited number of copies at the back. And I think we, I brought like a hundred copies or something, which we sold out, which is great. Um, but I mean, 6,000 crowd mm-hmm. should have, mm-hmm. um, but we ended up moving almost a thousand units by doing it that way. Wow. And I think the key was to really highlight the charity part of it. So bookshop.org, also grabs that that pool money 
right? So any bookstore who is struggling can apply for the funding. And I think they've raised like $20 million. That I did not know. That's really cool. That's an even better reason to use Bookshop. Oh yeah. No, there's, like I said, there's a million reasons to do it. And I think by highlighting that I was able to move significantly more copies as opposed to here, buy my book. I'm a great person and there's some wonderful information in it. Um, And then, you know, they were able to save the money. Now the downside was they had to wait a couple of days to get the book delivered to them. Mm -hmm. But I think people were willing to do that to save a little bit of money. And what was interesting is um, I was selling a course. Mm -hmm. So I was coming back to the city uh, about six weeks later. And although we limited, you know, the seats were limited to 300 people and we did sell out, a whole bunch of people ended up coming anyway. And just waiting. And they were like, hey, I got my book. Do you mind signing it? You know, you were signing it at the other event. Do you mind signing my book? So I ended up having like uh, about a 100 or so people in addition to the attendees that were coming to the event come just for a book signing. Hmm. And so that was that was a really cool thing. And I, I didn't even think about offering that as a thing. So now that is something that I do. You know, if you buy it now, come back to the event. We'll have a special book signing day. And uh, I try to coordinate that now with a local bookstore. And so we're going to do a book signing after my, you know, first day here. And this is what it'll be. And it, it just, it, it's that whole PR engine. It really yeah. kind of facilitates itself. But I think the more you push the social good, the more people are inclined to help out. Yeah. I th- I mean, anytime people have a bigger reason to participate, I think that really makes a difference. Um I- and there's just, I mean, like you said, so many good things. A, a point to our listeners, if you're wondering how you get your book in bookshop.org, if you're indie published, you have to be through Ingram Spark. So I'll make sure to put my um, YouTube tutorial on how to load your book to you uh, to Ingram Spark if you're not sure how to use that in our notes. Because that's, I mean, it's such a great point, especially, I mean, there's, I see people saying a lot of times, how do I, well, I guess we're just going to call him Jeff now. How do we not use <laughs> Jeff's services, <laughs> AKA the big Amazon um, and Ingram Spark is your alternative for that if you're indie publishing. Now back to the um, the event in the first place, because obviously, you know, you had to have been speaking at that event to have all of those things happen. Do you have advice for those who are authors and may have courses or other things that they're, or just trying to build their speaking career on, on how to even, I know you teach how to speak confidently in your book, but do you also talk about how to even find the speaking events? Um, In the revised edition of the book, we will. It was one of the things that when the book came out, I realized was missing because I do teach it in my courses. Mm -hmm. And so we actually have a revised edition of the book. And because I'm clever, ready? The Power to Speak Naked revised edition, bigger, longer, and uncut. Oh, no. (laughs) Because I'm going to be cheeky. And the funny thing is, so my publisher is... um, 70% 70% give or take of their publications are actually Christian works. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and so for me to be able to sneak that past uh, was a, a little bit of a joy for me. And that's so, it, you know, it's, it's, it's in the works now and it's done, it's approved. So uh, that's, that's the title. Um, but I, in the, in the revised edition, they'll be able to get it, but in the workshops I do it. And anybody who actually comes to, um, my website, seantylerfoley.com, we actually offer a free course that shows people how to, to get some of these speaking gigs. The first thing I would tell people is uh, use the power of the internet. 
you would be surprised at how quickly you can find opportunities to speak just by using your search engine. Mm -hmm. And the key phrases there are call for speakers, call for presentations, um, and then type in whatever your niche happens to be. And this works for fiction and nonfiction writers. Obviously, it's going to be better for the nonfiction writers, particularly in a business section. But uh, this has worked. I, I coached a, a, an incredible uh, author, actually. She's uh, 17 um, and, and has her first book published. Um, and I met her uh, through my publisher. And it's a fiction uh, work, but I showed her how to find the stages. And, and a lot of it was, you know, still finding those those youth entrepreneur and those mm -hmm. author um, stages. So if you so whatever key tag word you want to use um, and change it up, find the ones that are yielding the best results. But a quick search and uh, search engine on the Internet is going to find you what you want to to find. And then the other thing that I do is I, I regionalize it. Mm -hmm. So if I'm like, I was speaking in Dallas in May and, um, before I went around February, I started doing, um, searches for other conferences and conventions that were speaking in May. Same with, um, I was going to be speaking in Fort Lauderdale um, actually Boca Raton, I was flying into Fort Lauderdale, but I was speaking in Boca Raton, um, in September. And I had again, reached out to find, did this search looking in that area for, you know, West Palm beach, mm -hmm. um, Fort Lauderdale, Florida in general, Orlando, where, you know, what are some of the conventions that are speak that are there? And is there a call for speaker for them? The funny thing is, is with the, um, Florida event, the one that I was supposed to be speaking at canceled, <laughs> but they'd already purchased my plane ticket. And because I'd done this search, I'd actually booked two other oh, nice. um, events that were supposed to bookend it. So instead of having this packed weekend, I actually had a really nice relaxed mm. flight down. And so that worked out really well. And so I, I, that's one of the, that's the other pro tip there is don't just be satisfied with the one. Once you book the one, try to see what else you can put together if you're going to be traveling. Yeah, that's really smart. And, you know, and look in your local area. Chamber of Commerce is a great one to reach out to if you've, if you've got some kind of um, um, business expertise. Uh, they're always looking for people to provide value to the chamber. Uh, sometimes they don't pay initially, but you can always, there's always ways to monetize that message, particularly if you're going to give first. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I will also do uh, with my speaking gigs, if it is a paid engagement, which is primarily what I do now, I, I very seldomly speak for free anymore. Um, I will always give the venue or the promoter a 50% discount if they're willing to donate $1,000 to the local food bank. Wow. And, you know, and I'll, you know, and that I always make it worth their while, right? Because the thousand dollars is going to significantly offset what they would normally pay me. And then it goes to good. And um, the other thing that I will do is I will always include with my speaker fee, a uh, hundred copies of my book. Nice. And then give that to them to do with whatever they want. So they can choose to sell it, which can generate revenue, or they can choose to give it away as a bonus or a gift to their mm -hmm. attendees or whatever they want to do. But I always include that in my speaker fee so that when you're comparing apples to oranges, 
because it's never apples to apples with speakers. Mm -hmm. Speakers are always, you know, you're always a unique character. So when they're looking at this fruit platter, uh, yours is going to be the most appealing thing for them to pick up. You get to be the passion fruit. Uh, The passion fruit. I love it. That's, that's a really smart idea. It also like, um, really, uh, hints at how much money people can make once they get into a good speaker circuit once they're at that place that that they're someone that people want to bring in and are because you don't just go out there making that kind of money as you alluded to with the chamber of commerce starting there with the with the free ones but eventually once you have it all unless you're just I don't know superpower maybe some people come out and start at that I I haven't even ever asked to be paid that much money (laughs) I haven't tried to find any speaking events like that. Now I'm like, hmm, maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree with all of my <laughs> efforts. Maybe I should start seeing what events are out there that will pay me. I'm so used yeah. to going to publisher conferences that most publishers and companies are so broke. Like <laughs> you get a free ticket to the conference and it's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's time time to start. And that's the other thing too, you know, like figure out where people are spending the money at conferences yeah yeah yeah. um one of the places you know especially if you're entrepreneurial um any one of the mlm conferences they're spending ridiculous amounts of money to try and hype up their people and applying to mlm conferences is is you know uh really really and because they're a they're everywhere they're always in a fun spot and uh they're they're making money hand over fist so they're they're spending it big on with big production value to try and get their people energized so yeah, that'd be actually kind of fun. I used to sell Jamberry back in the day before I w- entered into this world. Yeah. <laughs> Nail stickers. <laughs> oh, I I, so I was fun. aware. I was aware of what Jamberry was. I don't I so uh the 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 backstory when you're a performer and particularly uh one who looks like I do, I um and I'm slight, uh I used to do uh drag in uh in the west end of Vancouver. <laughs> so, as a fun little side gig because performance is performance to me. And right. I just, I absolutely love the art form. And uh, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of Jamberry uh, and every <laughs> once in a while, if I want to have pretty nails, I know where to go. That's so fun. All right. So, oh gosh, this has been a great conversation. I want to make sure that, that you have the opportunity to share if you have some overarching tips or if you have specific marketing tips or whatever you would like to to leave our audience with in terms of the marketing piece or speaking piece? Well, so uh, to both, I, I would say don't, don't be afraid to get creative with your value offer. You know, if you're trying to sell more books, um, don't make the book the focus. It's mm-hmm. as weird as that sounds. No, that's perfect. Yes, that's it's people don't care about the book. <laughs> no, they really don't. And in fact, I'd be the, I'm always amazed at when people actually have read my book, you know, like it's, it's few and far between, but every once in a while you get somebody who's like, oh yeah. And you talked about this. And I go, did I really, (laughs) could you show me? That's really smart. That sounds good. Show me where I said that, you know? And, uh, but what people care about is the experience and how you make them feel. And if you can constantly deliver an experience for them, whether that's through your written words or through your spoken words, or through other means, you know, find the value that's there. Sometimes there will be a bit of a lost leader. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I still give my books out at the chamber events. But 
I'm selling them from my, you know, that's my author copies. Yeah. And so you should be able to get it, particularly if you can be creative with how you're ordering, you know, at least get a couple hundred so that you're keeping your unit costs down, but do it in a way that you know that you're going to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the reasons why I like to get clever with that speaker fee is um, say, typically I'm going to uh, charge an event 7,500 bucks. If I do that 50% one, right. I'm going to be like, so, but if you come in, I can do it for 3750. If you give a thousand bucks to the your local food mm-hmm. bank, so they're still under 5K for a speaker, which is incredibly reasonable. Mm-hmm. That's that's just baseline, you know. And so that's the other thing too. I think people need to understand what the value of their experience, their time, mm-hmm. and their expertise is. Um, if you were to teach this individually to one person, you know, how much would you charge now? Multiply that by 20, 100, mm-hmm. 1,000, 6,000, however many happen to be in that audience. And that will give you an idea of where what you should be charging for, for your time. Um, but you want to always lead with the value. So for me, it's, I want to do some good. I will knock off 50% for my speaker fee if you're going to give to XYZ charity. Mm-hmm. I will typically pick the local food bank unless I know that the organizer has a charity that they align with and then i will say please donate to your this charity because i know it means something to you which also shows that you've done some research into it mm-hmm. and being able to align that way and then provide that value i'm going to give you 100 books now if you can get your unit costs between a dollar or two you're forking out 200 250 dollars to up front to purchase these books mm-hmm. But you are providing the value. If your book is selling at $20 and you're giving 100 of those to the venue, you can say, these retail for 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you 100. That is $2,000 of value that you can now choose to do with what you want. So for me, now my $37.50 fee has been reduced down to 1750 mm-hmm. and it's cost me $250 to do it. So I'm still making 1500 bucks. Mm-hmm. Why not? I'm actually making more than that, but on, on the front end right. surface of it, you know, to the, um, to the venue, I'm probably only pulling in 1500 and then they go, oh, okay, no, I understand why, you know, we're getting, we're getting all of this. And it's costing us very little for under 5k. We're getting this. And then I always tell people, I'm not just a keynote. If you need me to do a breakout session, or if Mm -hmm. you need me to stick around and work crowd, uh, if you want me to be doing backend sales, whatever you need, I, I am paid for the day, Mm -hmm. right? I'm not going to stack up my day. I'm not going to have to go and hop over to another thing. My fee gets me, gets you, me for the day. Mm-hmm. That's so how can do it. how can I make myself the most useful to you? And then they are they're usually really happy to work with you. I think that's really good advice. And I have to say, we've interviewed a lot of people about finding speaking engagements uh, through the years on the on our conference every um, every year, and nobody has ever given that 
those types of, of suggestions, which I, I do really think will make the difference when they're, like you said, comparing at the end of the day, it is about value and money and all of that. And if someone's going to come and bring them not only the value, but uh, savings and do something that makes them feel good in the meantime, um, why not? Why not offer it? <clears throat> Well, and the other thing is too, there's, there's, it's kind of like when, you know, I, when I had my book self-published, I listed it at uh 2750 specifically so that I could back room sell it for $20. Mm-hmm. Is the book a 2750 book? I don't know, <laughs> but it's the perceived value of right. it, right? Same with, if I'm coming up saying that my, um, my speaker fee is $7,500, there's probably another speaker who's just as competent and can provide the exact same value and and messaging as me that's 5 grand but i tell them 3750 if you do this you know they're still going to be spending almost 5 grand on either one of us but all of a sudden i look like so yeah. much more because they they've all i've already primed them to think that i'm a $7500 speaker right and really right. i need to up my speaking fee now i mean i've i've spoken on stages that have had Les Brown on them and yeah. Tony Robbins and Phil Town. So I, sh- I sh- should be upping my fee, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a humble Canadian boy who likes, <laughs> likes what I charge, where I charge, how I charge. It's a nice place to find yourself, Tyler. You've done well. Yeah. <laughs> You've come a long way from that Freddie versus Jason. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that camp counselor number one uh, sitting on a porch. <laughs> That's so much fun. You know, we always have such an an, uh, an obsession, not everyone, but I think Amer- it's normal in the American population, just like this absolute interest in people who make it into a movie. So just the fact that you were in a movie makes you a superstar in my eyes. Oh, it's so much fun. This has been wonderful information. Um, everybody go check out SeanTylerFoley.com and then also stages.SeanTylerFoley.com. I'm assuming that's where your course is. Um, yeah. So if they go to just the SeanTylerFoley.com one, they will. Uh, there's a link right there that will direct them to Endless Perfect. Stages. But or if they want, they can go to the endlessstages.com URL as well. Uh, either way, I would encourage them to come through to that because that will give them access to a free PDF download of the Power to Speak Naked, so they don't have to um, pay for a hardcover. They can get the PDF nice. version of it. Uh, they'll also get access to my Drop the Mic Speaker Trainer course and uh, get into the Facebook group, the Endless Stages Facebook group, where I go live for 20 minutes every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, and give a, a training of the week. And uh, that's a live interactive session and a really fun thing to do. So, Well, sign me up. That sounds amazing. I appreciate your time. I know you have a lot going on. And um, all this information will also be in the show notes if you're driving or walking or exercising or whatever you're doing. So go check out the show notes and be sure to connect with Tyler so that you can learn how to get on big stages and ask for lots of money uh, to... <laughs> to talk about what you're an expert in and sell your books as well. So thank you again so much. This has been great. Oh, thank you, Alexa. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.